Jessica, Mariam, Amber, Leah, your girl Noelle, and I'm Joy, and we are the Ladies of Misperceptions. Okay, I think it's recording. Yes, it is recording. So we're back for episode 13. Um, we're going to be talking about infertility. So what's up, ladies? Hi. Hey. We have a very special guest, a very uh, close-hearted person to all of us, especially one person in particular, because that's her sister. Uh, we have Miss Patrice Bearden on the show today. What's going on, Woo! Patrice? Hey, girl. <laughs> we're really excited for tonight. Yes, we're really excited about this, especially being that she's like our super fan um, by default. So, <laughs> we're really excited to have her, especially for this topic here tonight. Um, so we were just talking about, because we're always eating, well, Everybody else is always eating in these sessions. And tonight, Miriam has a whole plate of food. Oh. Yeah. She Y'all barbecue? <laughs> I had it earlier. <laughs> what were you eating, Miriam? We need to know. I need to know. Oh, what did I say it was? Uh, you said it was Egyptian. That's all yeah, I know. It was know. Egyptian food. I mean, for all you Egyptians out there, I'm eating Mulakheya. You know what that is. Um, and it's, I mean, I could show you guys what it looks like. <laughs> this is what it is. It's delicious. Uh, and I don't know. It's called Milaju, and it comes from North Africa. That's the best I could tell you. And it's delicious. You eat it with rice, chicken. Um, could eat it with uh, pigeon, rabbit. Oh, really? kinds of meats. It's delicious. Wow. I love wow, it. something for us to try at some point. Right. You can all come over. We'll try it one day. Oh, it sounds like a sounds like an MP6 like potluck dinner going on. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It happened <laughs> at Patrice's house. <laughs> <laughs> Joy, what are you eating tonight? I just have a bag of popcorn. Uh, what kind of popcorn? Mm. What kind of popcorn though? Right, Pop Secret. It's the um the home style oh. with a little bit of butter and salt. Mm, yeah, so I can good. house a whole thing of like kettle corn. That's the problem. I love kettle corn. Mm. Mm. Jesus. And then Especially when there's enough salt, sugar on on one piece, that's uh, the best. <laughs> <laughs> the way you just like right, just like reminisced, and then ate that piece of popcorn like it was and pretended corn. like it was kettle corn. I like, am dead right do. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Noelle doesn't have any food tonight, so what, what's surprising? No, right. right. Well, my salmon is marinating. As soon as we're done, I'm going to throw it right in the broiler. Uh, <laughs> and and Leah's uh, chicken is still being made. My fried chicken, y'all, is Ooh. not ready. Fried chicken, though. Fried chicken. Mm. Oh. The veggies are probably done, but the fried chicken is not ready. I need it crispy, like fried hard, deep yeah. fried, play no games. It's not ready yet. You can't rush it. The grease got to be hot. You just can't put the chicken in there. It's not ready. Did you put it in already? No, the grease is not hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to get up and check that. A water trick. It's um, it's it's in good hands. I'm I'm here with y'all. The chicken's in good hands. <laughs> Yo, the way y'all talk about food. <laughs> this is Jane. Amber, it is. Did you throw it out today? Huh? I say, Amber, did you throw it out today? Um, yes. Um, oh, would you? I had, to, uh, I had to finish real quick because I'm like, ooh, it's 7:30. It's time. Um, but I made. I saw this really good keto Brussels sprout casserole. Mm. And I was like, mm, yep, that's what I'm going to make. But that's for tomorrow. So dinner today didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do. Wait, so are you keto? No. Oh. But it looks good. Say, you right up my alley. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, maybe maybe I'm exploring some. Let's, I don't know. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to need that because then I need to know what it is, what it's like. Mm -hmm. Patrice, you cook today? No, girl. Leftover pizza. 
<laughs> she was like, uh-uh, not tonight, not tonight, not tonight. That is so funny. Jess, so did y'all cook out? Did y'all cook out? Y'all seen my sister's Instagrams. Like, she just cooks, like, all the time. Like, she loves cooking. So tonight she did, I think, Cornish hens. Ooh. I don't know what kind of um, marinade it was, but it was really good on the grill. And then she cooked a couple like other meats my, my mom uh, had bought for uh, the week. So there was ribs and burgers and hot dogs, but nothing crazy. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on over here since Memorial Day is really not happening. So. Right. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Although I did go on a walk today and there was people like I walked down this other street and I was like, so y'all really just out here in the front of the house in lawn chairs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm, I'm doing tomorrow. I'm going to a friend's house tomorrow and they're having like the grill brought out to the driveway so nobody has to go into the house. <laughs> but they can't go to the back of the house? I'm confused. Well, cause I guess so, so people can come over and like their bathroom is downstairs. Like it's like a split level. So they're, they have a bathroom like right off of the garage. So nobody really has to go into the house yeah. at all, except to use the bathroom. So they're bringing like everything and barbecuing out front. Gotcha. Not a bad idea. Right. <laughs> I, I'm just like used to like going to the back of the house. So it's like, you have a whole like area back there. <laughs> Why are you not back there? I, I, that's just where my, my brain works. And like, they have like a nice backyard. Like, they're set, like, it's, it's tip top. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'll come over, but I don't want to sit up front. <laughs> they, they, trying to, they trying to change the game, Jess. I don't, I, I just didn't understand it. And I'm just like, okay, I guess it works. Sure. But, yeah. So how are you guys doing for uh, quarantine life still? I'm over it. I'm so over it. over it. But not enough to just be like, yo, let's go out. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> yeah. People I'm are. Not. Yeah, right. I even People. had to excuse myself from um, certain places. I'm like, oh, y'all just don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll see y'all tomorrow. I'll see y'all later. You <laughs> call me when they leave because I'm not over here with ten people in the house. Are you crazy? <laughs> that's how my. That's how one of my um, my uncles is. He was like, yeah, I'm having a cookout. I'm like. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Wow. <laughs> You're having people in the pool? Oh. Yes. I guess that works. I, I don't know where, but okay. Full on know. gatherings. People are just not learning their lesson. No. <laughs> at all. How's, how's quarantine life for you, Patrice? It's been difficult. I, I mean, we're blessed. We're healthy. Everybody's doing well. Um, but we have a two-year-old, and so we are splitting potty training and making sure our two-year-old isn't jumping off the banisters while also working full-time. So it's been difficult, but we've been, we've been making it happen. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh my God, that is hilarious. Like, go to the bathroom, you know, do that. And, oh yeah, have a work call at the same time. Right. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> But Izzy's awesome, though. He's awesome. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sitting there living for those days that you be posted him, and I'm just like, oh, look at him. Look at his best life. <laughs> Some of the stuff she doesn't post. <laughs> Joy's like, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> well, we're supposed to be opening next week, June 5th? I think so. What, like the state? Yeah, mm-hmm. like a, a good portion of the state is supposed to open. Oh, wow. So I don't know how I feel about it, guys. Mm. I'm, a little, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Mixed feelings. I think if tomorrow doesn't end up well with, like, with you know, everybody celebrating, then the whole June 15th thing will go out the window. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I, I think it's between that, but at the same time, I, it's like, I feel like it's like also like a money thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. Being that like us, what is it? Us, New York and 
I don't know if it's Connecticut or Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, like area of Pennsylvania makes like the most money that kind of jumpstarts everybody else's economy kind of thing. So I don't know. It's just insane, but I'm over it as well. Did anybody catch that versus, uh, last night? That's yeah. Funny. I missed it. Mm-mm. Oh man. I heard it was good though. Too. I heard it was real good, and they—I I was surprised to see them together. I'm like, oh, so yeah, yeah like they had like that was interesting. <laughs> they were like together, together. It wasn't oh, like yeah, you know, like, it was like, was like oh, you know, what happened <laughs> with uh, everybody not being able to connect? So we just gonna get together and handle this the right way, <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't even know what Jamaica's in, in quarantine. <laughs> right. it had me questioning, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I was like, so is it not there or is it is? Because it's eradicated. I don't think I don't think they have active cases. Really? Yeah. Okay, well then that makes sense then. Because I was like, oh, there's nobody. I don't think they want us coming there yet. I was gonna say they're like, "Mm -mm." stay over there. Yeah, yeah, right there. You at? (laughs) We don't need the money right now. Nope, they're good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, that was funny, and I was just like, oh, so y'all just out here, like. You know, pinhole shirts on and okay. <laughs> all right, that's fine. And uh Mary, you brought up something about uh what was it with babies and the Oh show? yeah. There was like this idea on Facebook where uh, my cousin saw it. you can just like um like someone wanted to hold their their like grandchild that's a newborn. So what they did is they took a plastic shower curtain and they put like armholes in it. And then you can put your arms through the holes and hold the baby. And um, it's it's very high up. So the idea is that, you know, like, you're, it's almost like a door in the sense. But, you know, it's still pretty close. But it's still, it, was, it was really nice. We did that in our family, too, uh, with a, new, uh, a newborn in the family. It was, it was very precious. It was on Mother's Day. So my aunt was bawling and cry, t- crying. My mom was. Everybody was just in tears. So it's, it's a cute idea. It's a cute idea. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I feel like Joy is like, why are you smiling? Like, <laughs> what? I can't smile. I love babies. <laughs> like, wait, what? Is this something happening? <laughs> no, because Mary was talking about her cousin, so I was just like, oh. Yeah, I got to hold the baby too. It was wonderful. I Aww. Loved it. Aww. Well, speaking of babies, we are talking about infertility tonight. So last week, uh, we had a nice little group session of a myriad of different things. Um, and it was about mental health. And we heard, you know, Miriam speak about it and give her awesome expertise on the subject, as well as Dr. Jack- Jackie on there as well. Um, and one of the subjects that we did cover was postpartum depression. Um, in which it was an eye-opener for some of us, and it was recognized by others of us, aka me. <laughs> so, um, and it was an awesome, like, kind of to get the after effect of, I guess you can say, when you do go through childbirth. So um, it was only right to kind of take a couple steps back and to see, you know, the journey and the struggle and sometimes for some women to get pregnant. Um, Infertility is becoming something that people are starting to speak a lot about now. Um, A lot of women are sharing their journeys and their experience with it. Um, And the struggles in it, not only just within the woman herself, but also in the husband and and the marriage dynamic and then how it also impacts other people around them. Um, and I don't think a lot of us have really spoken about it as much, but we felt that it was important enough because we've had somebody that's close to us, which is Patrice, um, who has experienced that. And I just wanted to, um, pretty much, we all decided that it was a very important topic, um, for us being that we are women and, you know, if it happens to somebody, you know, at least you know, like somebody, you're going to learn from somebody else's testimony um, through this. So that's why we asked the wonderful Patrice to come on today. 
um, for some of us know about her journey um, and then others who don't. And, you know, just wanted to make sure she was comfortable with all of that because um, in my opinion, I think it was an amazing um, testimony from the stuff that I do know about. I know I'm probably going to learn some other stuff and I'm probably going to cry. But <laughs> um, so Patrice, I just wanted to start off with, uh, we love you for this. We thank you so much for it. Um, you were an amazing mom. Izzy is amazing. Um, I always call him the golden child. That's the golden child to me. So I have to get my hugs on Sundays when he be trying to act stank sometimes, but you know I love him anyway. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, uh, without further ado, I'm gonna introduce Patrice and I'm gonna allow her to tell her, tell her testimony. Thank you, Jessica. And I think that's a very important introduction about um, talking about infertility. I, I was one of the first people in my friend group, my college girlfriends, law school girlfriends, to have a child. A lot of my, my close girlfriends delayed having a child to pursue careers first, which a lot of women are doing these days. So um, the topic of infertility was just not something that my group of friends were discussing. A lot of my friends weren't even getting married and having kids yet. Um, so when I was going through it, I did feel a lot like I was on an island. I didn't have anyone to turn to. So I'm always more than welcome to share my experience because it's something that can be very isolating. And um, I was blessed and continue to be blessed to have a partner that um, is godly and stood with me through it um, because it makes all the difference in the world. Um, so uh, Drake and I got married in 2014. Um, prior to that, um, probably about two or three years prior to that, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Mm. It's a very painful disease. It, it's, a, it's a cause of infertility. Um, it, it causes a whole host of problems that I won't get into. Right. Um, makes conceiving a child very difficult. Um, so I knew even before I met my husband that um, there was going to be a chance that I would have problems getting pregnant. And my doctor, even at that point, was like, oh, you should probably, you know, think about um, putting eggs in the freezer and doing it. And I, I just I had no concept of, you know, ever even having a problem having a child. It just wasn't on the radar. I, you know, you think, you know, you're in your late 20s, early 30s, you'll be fine. Like, nobody... Right. You're like, oh, my body's not good. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I carried on. I, I did the treatments as uh, the doctor prescribed and everything. I met my husband. We fell in love. We got married. Um, not two or three months after we were married, I had an ectopic pregnancy. Um, oh, wow. And so we had to um, take the medicine to terminate that pregnancy because that can kill you. Um, and that was so traumatic. Um, and it was, it was truly a wake-up call that, you know, we couldn't just be cavalier about how we had, um, how we would plan to have a family that we really needed to be careful and, and um, get the doctors involved. And, and so we saw the specialists and we decided that the safest route for us would be to try in vitro fertilization mm -hmm. because once you've had one ectopic pregnancy there's a risk that you'll have more um, right and the risk to the mother is is that it could kill you if you have a, an ectopic pregnancy um so it was very it was a very difficult time and it's just you know we're newlyweds you know we just got married and we're going through these heavy heavy decisions and um you know at this point you know i'm in my mid thirties, my husband is three years old, older than I am. Um, you know, you want to enjoy that early part of uh, early part of your marriage. Um, but also we knew that, you know, what all the literature says about delaying pregnancy once you're already in your thirties, we knew that we'd have to, you know, not wait too long also. Right. Um, so we, we decided to go ahead and start the, the process for in vitro fertilization. And, um, I'm fortunate that um, my insurance did cover um, a substantial portion of that. Um, oh. We did one round of IVF and it was painful and it was horrible. And um, uh, we went in, they retrieved the eggs after the round of shots and you have to wait five days to see if they fertilize and if they develop. 
And the day I was supposed to go in to get the embryo implanted, the doctor called that morning and said, all of your embryos died. And I had like 10, they got 10 and it was like, oh, that's a great number. And like they all died. And so that was devastating. Um, so we, we went for round number two. Now my insurance pays for four rounds. So round one is a bust. So we go for round two right away. I, I don't think we waited a, a month or two before we went in for a second round. Um, and again, you know, go through all the shots um, and do the retrieval. I think this time maybe they got eight eggs retrieved. Um, and then same thing, day five, I get the phone call, all the embryos died. And um, this time, each, each time that that happened, it's like, it's like suffering another loss. And it, it, it's hard to even comprehend or explain how you could long for something that's barely the size of a pinhole, you know, it's right. But you long for that thing so much. Um, and to, to not have that, um, and to experience it again and again and again. Um, so after that second round, we took a few months off and just, you know, gather ourselves back together. Um, I think at this point it was close to Christmas. We took, you know, we enjoyed the holidays, we traveled, um, and then we tried again for round three in the spring. Um, and round three didn't work either. Um, and at that point, um, I was having a really hard time emotionally, um, because I, I just wanted more than anything to be a mother. You know, I, I just felt like this is something that I, I wanted to experience and it, it wasn't happening. And, um, I remember, um, at one point turning to my husband, you know, and I'm, I'm a ball of emotions and crying and just inconsolable. And I'm like, why aren't you so upset? Why is this not affecting you? Like, why aren't you, why aren't you upset with me? Not, and I wasn't blaming him. I just, I was trying to understand where his head was at. Right. Um, I remember him telling me, um, I know that it's God's will for us to be parents. He wouldn't put this so heavy on our hearts to desire this if he didn't want for us to be parents. And that's why I don't worry. Um, mm. And it was, it was the perfect thing to say at that time because I needed to hear that. Um, not that I ever doubted that God was with us through this, um, but my 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 faith and my resolve at that moment was just so low. Um, I just needed that reminder, that kick in the gut, that God still got us. This sucks right now, but we'll be okay. And and God's promise is always true. Right. Um. So after that third round, we failed. The IVF failed. We didn't fail. Um. You know, our insurance pays for four. We we had a choice to make. Um, you know, should we stay with this doctor? Should we get a second opinion? Should we just wrap this all together? Um, and we, we prayed about it. We thought about it. We talked to, um, uh, we talked to our pastors. We talked to a lot of people. Um, and we did get a second opinion from a doctor. We got a third opinion from a doctor. Um, and ultimately, we decided, and, and through it all, my, if I said, you know, I think we should go for a round four, my husband would have supported me 100%. He, he realized that I'm the one getting the shots and having to do all the physical part of it. Um, but um, I, think I, I think I got to a point where I didn't want to sacrifice my emotions and, and put so much focus and so much energy into having a kid that I'm, I'm losing focus on my relationship with my husband. Mm. It, it's, it was all encompassing. encompassing. It was, um, it was everything. It was, it was all we were talking about. It was all we were focusing on is, you know, we come home from work, we're getting the shots mixed up and it was just becoming everything. And I, I, I 
I wanted to focus on my, we're still newlyweds, you know, I wanted right. to make sure my marriage was where it needed to be. And so we, we just decided, you know, we're, we're not doing this anymore. Enough is enough. Um, and so we, we stopped all treatments, stopped going to doctors. Um, and we started the process actually to um, adopt from foster care. And um, we started attending the classes. We had them come out to do a home study. And we were really getting excited about welcoming a child into our family that way. Um, and we had linked up with um, one social worker and something happened and she lost our paperwork and then they assigned us to a new social worker and then she lost our paperwork and it just always seemed like something was happening and all the dots were coming together and it was just like right. why is this not happening right oh my god and in the midst of all that i found out i was pregnant <laughs> Come on, God. <laughs> You're like, hold on. <laughs> I, I got something for you. Just right. I, I got something for you. I got something for you, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then. And so we had to call up the social worker and like, you can just, you know, put that file away. We're going <laughs> to. Not you, can lose, you can lose it for the 50th time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And it, it was, it was just, it was just amazing. It was, it's, it was literally once we just surrendered and, and, um, th that's it. Once we surrendered and, and didn't try to do it ourselves and didn't try to solve the problem ourselves and just let God control everything. That's when it happened. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm just like, Whoa. now <laughs> mind you the, the, the amazing thing about this is that I would see you on Sundays and I would have never known half of this was going on because you were just like, you're just like your sister. You guys are super bubbly. You're like, Hey, how you doing? How's life? This is, and like, I would have never known that you were going through any of that. Like, uh, like I'm like legitimately just in awe of like, you're just your strength and like your composure. Um, because like I said, you would never know that you were like going through all of that and going through like that struggle and not only just the struggle, but like the, the, the emotions between, even in your marriage as well. Um, because between you and Drake, y'all are like, that, that's it. Like, I love you two. I'm just like, oh, the first family's here, guys. <laughs> um, but no, that thing is so funny to hear you say that, though, because I felt like in that period of time, I was crying all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you, because I would have never known. I would have never known. Like, your demeanor never, like, in my opinion, never, like, changed. Like, you still came up and said hi to me. You still kept up, like, the conversation, um, saying hi to Liv, going to see the kids in the, in, the, in the nursery. You know what I mean? Like, you would never have known. Like, and I remember when um, somebody told me, your mom, I think it was, that told me that you were pregnant. I was so excited. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. But, like, you and I, I didn't know that you were going through all of that or that you went through all of that. Um, it essentially as well to, um, for that to happen. So I'm just like, I, I, like I said, I'm sitting here like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, what about, how about you, Joy? Seeing your sister go through all of that. That was tough because, um, you know, growing up, she, I, I wouldn't let anybody like, talk bad about her or come at her or anything. I might do it to her because that's my sister. <laughs> but anybody else, they didn't have that. That um, I didn't let like them having that opportunity to do that. So whenever she was hurting, I was hurting because it's like, I can't do anything. There's nobody to beat up. Right. Um, so it was tough because I would see her crying and I would cry because I know that that's what she had desired. And um, 
I desired it for her. Um, and the year before um, we found out that she was pregnant, um, I decided to do a Daniel fast from Mother's Day to Father's Day, mm. which was tough because that is like prime barbecue season. <laughs> And everybody's eating shrimp and, and hamburger and hot dog. And I'm like, I'm fine with my little veggie burger <laughs> with no bread. Oh, she went in. <laughs> Joy, I remember you doing that. And couldn't have any sugar. And I'm like, oh, it's my sister's birthday. I can't have any birthday cake. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I did from Mother's Day to Father's Day. I did the the Daniel fast, um, and I prayed every night, prayed every morning, and I don't know. In my head, I had it like as soon as I was going to be done with the Daniel fast, it was going to be like, "Hey, we're pregnant," um, and it didn't work out that way. Um, but I still prayed, and then it wasn't until the following Father's Day that Patrice came to me and was like. Well, I just told daddy that he's going to be a grandfather. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is so <laughs> And now he's here. Now he's mm-hmm. here, my little B. Yes. And one thing, one thing I'll say about praying through all of it, one, one, one thing I became intentional about through all of this was um, in the midst of this, we, we bought the house that we're now living in and, um, it was bigger than we needed at the time, and we didn't have furniture for most of the rooms in the house. But the room that we intended to be our baby's room, I would go in that room every night and pray mm. for the baby that I knew would one day be there. Wow, that's powerful. And it's funny you said that because I was going to ask like a couple questions in regards to like you know, because the one thing that like stood out to me. Um, was also that you said, and the way your word choice for it was also um, very, I guess you could say intentional because you said that you were, you didn't want um, pretty much that you didn't want having a baby to consume your marriage um, because I feel like that's what happens in a lot of those relationships is that they want to have a baby. They want to have a baby. They want to have a baby so bad that they forget that they have an entire other person um, that's their husband. Right. Um, and then not only that, but for you as well, um, to be intentional and to, and to be aware of that as well, especially as newlyweds. Um, I, I just, I, I'm just like in awe of like how you guys, how you even like took a step back from it and was like, you know what? I know I want this. I know we want this. Um, but you know what? I have a whole husband that, we need to enjoy at at some point, like some part of our marriage or our what left of our honeymoon phase that we do have. Um, and I guess you can say, how did you come to that? Like, did some like I wouldn't say did something happen, but like, um, was it more so? Like, how did you get to that awareness, so to speak? We the awareness came. We went into our relationship with that kind of understanding that we needed to put God first and each other second. Right. That, you know, obviously things shift. You have a newborn, obviously take care of your newborn and needs change. But um, at the end of the day, our family is only healthy if that hierarchy remains where it needs to be. God first, our relationship second, everything else below that. Um, and so, yeah, we want to be parents. We want to have a kid, but we, we have to focus on our relationship as well. We can't put that to the side um, and forget about what our relationship needs to stay healthy in pursuit of having a kid. Um, and so even even to this day, we, we have date nights and, you know, we, we have to make sure that we're addressing each other's needs outside of just being mom and dad. Um, I think we we had that understanding going into our relationship. We did the premarital counseling with our pastors. Um, we just agreed that that was important to maintain. Right. That's a that's beautiful, and and especially the fact that um, 
another thing that stood out to me was when you were saying that you were, you know, you were getting down on yourself and, and how you were feeling, which is only natural um, as a woman, because you're just like, you know, Lord, why can't I bear children or why is this not working or anything like that? Another thing that you did say um, that I found like just admirable is when you turned to your husband and your husband said that, like, it just reflects so much about what you just said, which is like, you need to keep God at the center of your relationship at the end of the day. Um, I thought that was beautiful as well, because, you know, this is, I feel like infertility is one of those things where people actually end up getting divorces or over, like it ends up straining the marriage so much so that um, it becomes a blame game. And I just thank God that it didn't happen in, in your, in your situation that you had a husband that was like, no, sweetheart, like, I spoke with God, like we had a conversation. Uh, and he, he said that this is, this, this is the desires of our hearts. Like he, know, he's going to honor it. And I, I'm just like, wow. Like if only so many other men had that demeanor, yeah. how, how much of a, of a dynamic change would be okay. in that entire situation. Um, and Drake's not here for him to comment as well, but yeah, I know you got this. So go ahead. I'm grateful. I'm, I'm so grateful that I have him because he, he, he could have blamed me and he didn't. I mean, I, there's a conversation we had before we were married. I, I told him about, um, my disease and you know, that this might be something that we'll have to confront when we do try to have kids. And he understood that, um, and then when you go through seeing a fertility uh, doctor, they test both spouses. Um, and of course he came out testing clean, completely healthy and he's fine, which is great. Some couples go through the, the um, treatments and they find out that both uh, spouses have a factor that is um, leading to infertility and, and that becomes even more difficult. Um, so thankfully that was not us. It was just me, which led to my feeling guilty. And, you know, right. uh, it felt like I was putting more pressure on myself because of that. Um, you know, he never blamed me, but I blamed me. Um, if you understand that. Right. Uh, did so. you guys seek any counseling or anything like that? Or did you throughout the entire situation? No, and probably should have in retrospect. Mm, okay. Anybody else have any other questions for Miss Patrice or comments? I'm just surprised that like she was going through all this. Like, I'm just like, between you and Joy, like, you know, I I'm just like, you gotta lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that, you know, as, as, as women, we, we put on the brave face. I think we've, we've all done that at different points in our lives. Um, and we need to we need to be vulnerable to one another, right? You know, I, I don't I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing that I was able to walk around through this and and not be able to tell my girlfriends that I'm struggling. Right. Know? I was gonna say, um, did you ever get the comments of like, because um, I know like for some, um, I guess you could say newlyweds, they're like, oh well, when's the next kid or when's the kids coming? Every time. Every and time. You, and I, you know, I get it now. When's the next one? Isaac right. sibling. And it's like, oh <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna say, did it happen during your um during your time that you were going through the IVF and all that other good stuff and getting those like um how did that make you feel as well? Oh I mean you have to you have to get a little bit of a thick skin you can't scare everybody everybody right. doesn't need to know what's going on you right. know um and so i would i would say well god willing or you know it's not in the cards right now or you know you come up with a way to kind of deflect depending on who it is mm. and and you know if somebody says that today it's just, it's the same thing oh we'll see we don't know god willing <laughs> 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 what about for you joy it was tough because i would get people oh, are we on baby watch or is, is there are you do you want a nephew do you want a niece and i'm like whatever god is willing to give when you know my sister and drake that's what he's gonna give um it, it's and it's always tough because i always see like 
when we come up on April Fools, everybody's like, oh, I'm pregnant. Just kidding, April Fools. And I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> this is like a PSA every single year. People are going through infertility issues and you're like piling on the, the hurt and, and guilt in, in my sister's case. And it's like, why? For what? It's not like it's original, first of all. <laughs> um, and, and it's just, it's, it's difficult because it's especially like me being the older sister, like I want to make sure like everything, my, like everything that my sister has is good. Um, I remember even one of the times Trace was feeling down about, I don't, I think she was, I think they were still going through the IVF at that point. Um, they, in the, the house that they're in, they, it was just being built and my mom like had to calm her down and she told her, um, look, God wouldn't bless you and Drake with that big house mm. and nobody to fill it up with. Ooh. It's going to happen. <laughs> Mama Bev, <Lord. laughs> Mama Bev, and I—I I always remember that conversation. I don't remember like I don't remember at what point of the stage it was, but I always remember that conversation. And it was just like God's already told you that this is going to happen. Just wait on my timing. Right. Um, and so yeah, that's about it. Patrice, did you have any like specific like scriptures or prayers that you were like, you know, kind of like resting on the entire time outside of like, I guess you can say God's promise that, you know, he was going to bless you guys with a child? Uh, The honest answer is no, because it was hard for me to speak God's word through this. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's the opposite, obviously, of what we should do when we're, we're in our dark times. We're supposed to seek God. Um, it was, it was, it was hard for me to push through and, um, and, and get close to God's word. I prayed, um, but I was, I was not studying God's word. Right. And that's another, like, that's another thing, like sometimes with people, um, going through those kinds of things, you know, and it's not to say that that's what we, I mean, as much as we say, like, it's the, like the cliche, like, yeah, this is what we should do. Um, it's kind of like one of those things where it's better said, um, it's easier said than done. Um, because I can only imagine like, you know, the place that you were in, um, and did you find yourself like questioning God more so, or like being angry, like, dude, like what is up? Like, not so much questioning, but feeling like, is this thing working? Are you hearing me? (laughs) (laughs) Is it all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally. (laughs) Right, like, sir, um, (laughs) no, (laughs) three strikes, I'm out right now. Like, this is not fun. (laughs) Not something to go through. Uh, What about the adoption process? Like, you know, did you guys, um, I guess you can say, like, I guess you could say, how was that process going through that as far as um, did any inkling of it say like, okay, you guys, this is not happening. Like this is not working out the way that it needs to. Um, maybe something did happen. So like, did you like end up taking your pregnancy test? Like, how did you, how did you find out? So it, it, it in retrospect, it definitely looked like God was putting these stumbling blocks in that process because he obviously had a different plan for us. Um, and I, I, I just started feeling sick. I just, I was tired and I, something's not right. <laughs> yes. She's like, what is endometriosis? <laughs> oh my gosh. So how, how are you during the pregnancy though? As far as I had a wonderful pregnancy. Yeah. In a wonderful pregnancy. Um, Did all the thoughts like in the doubt go out of your mind and you're just like, um, because like, I know sometimes like even during you're like, oh my God, am I, is something going to happen after, you know, certain trimesters or anything? Yeah. So because I, two things, because I have endometriosis and because I turned 35 during my pregnancy, I was considered high risk. 
Right. Um, and the benefit of that is you get extra ultrasounds. So, <laughs> um, You're like, I'm going to doctor today. <laughs> I got to see him quite regularly. Um, uh -huh. I got treated with kid gloves. Anytime I felt off or needed a little, you know, reassurance, I got out all, all the care that I needed. Um, awesome. So it, it was, it was, it was fine. I mean, the first trimester, you're obviously on pins and needles. And, you know, once you can start feeling him move, you start feeling better. And, you know, um, it's, it was incredible. It was a wonderful pregnancy. And he's just an incredible boy. And I, I thank God for him. He's, he's amazing. Yes. Outside of, outside of the terrible twos, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What about Drake? How did he feel after that? Was he just like, see, I told you, Patrice. <laughs> so when, when, I, when I took the pregnancy test, he was actually getting ready. He's a lawyer also. He was starting a trial. So he was downstairs memorizing his opening. And I was like, I know you're busy, but can you go upstairs for a second? <laughs> and he ended up winning the trial. So. Oh, wow. See, come on. Come on, man. See, the blessing just lined up right after that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're going to get you these checks. Don't worry. <laughs> that is so amazing. Anybody else have any other comments or anything like that from what she said? I had a question. Ooh. So... Like, just how, I guess, like, for people who aren't going through it or might know somebody who was going through it, what is the best way to support that person? Mm, Either perfect. Joy or Patrice? The best way to support them is, is to tell them they're not alone. One in four people experience some form of infertility or loss, um, miscarriage, um, you know, trouble conceiving. Um, it's more common than people realize, even, even people who are going through it. Um, so, you know, even if you yourself can't, can't relate because you yourself haven't gone through it, um, there's a good chance some of you know, someone you know has, um, just, just listening, just, just, just being there is, is huge. Um, if, if someone is shared with you that they're going through a loss or, or going through infertility, um, that in and of itself is, is huge and you can be there for them because I, I didn't open up with anyone really outside of my family while I was still going through it. Um, and, um, if I had, I, I, I'm sure that I would have had a, a greater support system around that, um, because you need to be able to talk through these emotions and what you're going through, um, because it, it can be isolating. Um, and the last thing you want is to get into that cycle of depression and, and bad feelings through this, um, because there is hope and there, you know, there's always you know, a brighter side to this. Um, and, and despair can do terrible things to a person's mind. All right. What about you, Joy? Um, definitely listen, um, is, I don't really think there's anything much you can do from the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, there isn't, there's nobody to beat up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if there was, I would be all on it. <laughs> I would be like five people to pull me off. Um, but listening is definitely one. Um, I know when, uh, when it was made public, one of the mothers of the church, well, really the only mother of the church, <laughs> she gave me um, Psalms 121 verses one through eight, I believe it was. Um, she told me, read this every night before you go to bed and pray over your nephew mm -hmm. or niece. And that is exactly what I did every night up until the, the night that he, well, the afternoon he was born. Um, that's what I did. But other than that, it was, it was just listening to what my sister said, if Drake said anything, my mom said anything. It's just listen. Right. But I feel like you also did a, an amazing thing as well, um, Joy, and that was fast. 
Um, and not only that, continuously praying for her because um, this is just me standing from the outside, listening to everything that was going on. I feel like um, I know where I'm at in my faith when somebody can't do it for themselves, somebody else has to stand up and do that for them. Um, so I feel like when you, when Patrice was sharing that, you know, she felt the way that she felt and she couldn't, she, and she's honest, like, I can't, like, I can't pray for myself right now. Like, I don't even like, I don't know if it was like, you don't want to talk to God or whatever the case may be, but at that, at that point in time, she couldn't. Um, and that, and that's perfectly okay. And as a sister for you, I think that's amazing that you took up that mantle and you, you continuously prayed for her regardless of the situation. And not only that, but you went and you fasted in a year later, because sometimes when we do fast, it doesn't come right, right then and there, um, like we want it to, but it, it, ends, it ends up being seeds that we're sowing, um, for another season, um, in which for Patrice and Drake, it was the next year. Um, in which, you know, they had to, what it sounds like to me is that it was, the seeds were being sown already, you know, they went through what they, what it needed to go through to be able to be at this place. And, um, I think, like I said, you, you did it for her, you know what I mean? You prayed her through it, you fasted through it, um, you know, just to get to that place. So I, I just think that's amazing in itself. Um, I did have a follow-up question to that, but I definitely just forgot it and it's, it's going to come back. <laughs> um, Oh, no, um, I was going to ask you. No, I def definitely forgot. It's gone. All right. <laughs> no, because I, I was like, and then I went on a tangent. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Where was the question? It was something in regards to. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's gone. It'll come back at some point in this conversation. <laughs> Anybody else have a, a question? That was a good question, Amber. That was a really, really good question. Oh, okay. I got the question now. It, it was, um, do you think that if somebody had came up to you and asked you that question, um, you know, if they were listening, like Joy was saying, do you think that you would have opened up and said, you know, that you were struggling? Um, because I feel like sometimes, you know, for people who don't listen properly, um, or if they are listening properly, I should say, and then they ask you the question, do you feel that you were in a place that you would open up to somebody else and tell them? Or would it be if like- they asked me if we were struggling? Yeah, if they, if they were asking you like, oh, do you guys, are you guys having a problem getting pregnant or anything like that? Like if somebody was listening well enough, um, do you think that you would have been comfortable opening up and saying that you were going through it? Or would you give them that answer? Like, you know, it's in God's timing. I probably would have. I probably would have. Would it have depended on how close you were to that person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome. That's good because then, you know, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable in that moment. Um, yeah. When you're trusting somebody with your vulnerability. Interesting. Go ahead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have any other questions, comments, or anything like that? No? I thank you for sharing. It was yes. an amazing testimony. Um, and I too have um, family members who have been through it. And so it's, it's interesting to hear um, your story because they haven't been as open about it. And so I wasn't really sure and I'm still not on how to uh, support them. So thank you for sharing. I feel like I have some insight um, from you and Joy on um, how I can support them and, and definitely uh, just be with them through it. Mm. I'm so glad I was able to share and I, I hope that um, I hope that nobody has to go through it um, because it's it's terrible but um, if, if it does touch anyone's life just you know know that you're not alone um, that there's resources out there and and that that God still is able to do extraordinary things right that was so good I can't believe like I'm just like oh you too <laughs> uh, Leah, do you have anything to add? No, just well, not really. Just thank you for sharing. I think like when I would see you, you always would look like so strong. Um, but now, like that, you're sharing everything. I'm just reminded of like you already. Well, I guess it's hard when you're going through it. But the first thing that popped in my mind was you had your word from our guest speaker that came to our church. And that's the, the first thing that I, I thought of. I was like, wow, I know that when you're going through it, you don't always remember, you know, God's promises right away. But look, 
Izzy is here. Like, you know, God's <laughs> word, you know, he is, his word is true. So just thank you for sharing and letting people know that they're not alone. And for the listeners, we've been referring to our son as Izzy. His name is Isaac, and that's intentional. We named him Isaac because he is God's chosen one. Yes, yes. Um, and we thank God for him every day. Yes, the golden child. Uh, Amber, do you have anything? Um, I just think it was a beautiful testimony and beautiful story. And I just love the sisterly love that was shared. (laughs) That just like touched me. I was like, oh, beautiful. Like, I know these two are just like a mess. Tiki. I don't know where where Kiki came from. Tiki. And I think Patrice, she just walks with such grace and like just, you know, like so I feel like despite all of that, you still have that beautiful persona that bubbles out of you and joy. And they sit behind me in church. So between the bubbly um, joy, like laughter, or that's around joy, and the like Michelle, Michelle Obama vibe, like too much. Right, that's what I'm telling you. You know what's I got to go to one of the ultrasounds with the trees. And of course that was the one time that Isaac decided to hide himself. I'm like, come on, little dude. I'm going to have a bond. Like, you can't hide from me. But it was so funny because Patrice was, like, all dressed up. She's wearing heels. She had her hair done. I don't even know if she had to come out, if she'd left court or if she was just, you know, at work. But uh, she was all dressed up, and she had her heels on. And then there was another lady that walked in, and she was, like, in all in sweats. And I'm like, that's the, that's the mom I'm going to be. I'm going to be in the <laughs> over here ready to walk a runway. <laughs> I'm telling you, first family, they be coming in ready to slay, honey. I'm just like, Patrice, where you get them shoes from? <laughs> Patrice is my role model, so she really is. Listen. Right? And then when, it, when she be in the, um, I remember every Sunday, like, when, after you had Isaac, I'm like, can I have, the, can I hold the baby? Can I, can I hold the baby? <laughs> I'm going to children's church just to hold Patrice's baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would be down there for like the entire service. Just <laughs> I'm chilling with Isaac, and then Isaac got got older, and he just like doesn't like me now. So, <laughs> but he likes me when I have to when I have to transfer him between parents. I will say that I'll be like, oh, we're gonna go to your dad. Okay, cool. So you you gonna let me take you? Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, he's all about daddy. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh. Miriam, do you have anything? Oh, thank you so much, Patrice. I, I, you know, I really appreciate you sharing your testimony and um, sharing how we can support um, others who are going through the same thing. Um, I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for giving me an opportunity to share. Yes, I'm so excited. Like it, it was, it was. Like I said, it's very insightful because, like I said, it's just one of those things that you just never know what these women are going through. Um, or how it's affecting or how close to home it really is. Because like I said, had you not told me any of this, I, or shared tonight, like I would have never known that you guys were like, you know, going through that or you were going through that personally um, for yourself. These are things like, in my opinion, that you just hear about, like for me working in the medical field, it's like pamphlets. <laughs> like These are what, these are things that you hear on those kinds of things or you see those patients. Um, but you never really notice like how close to home it really is um, at the end of the day. And, you know, just being intentional about being, you know, your authentic self with your testimony. It's just, it's just amazing. Like, oh gosh, Patrice, just me, just like, oh, I just want to hug you in quarantine world. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, you know, Drake as well, like he's awesome. Uh, and unfortunately, he couldn't be there here today, but I, I feel like I, there's, I don't know, maybe he couldn't add any more to, like, what was just said. <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah, it's girls. You know, <laughs> why not? Why not? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. And um, honestly, 
I thought this was going to be like a whole crying session or whatever the case may be. Oh, I definitely shed some tears. Oh, I cried. <laughs> oh, I, I heard it in your voice. Um, I thought I was going to be more of a mess than I am right now. I do have one more question now. Um, did you did you go through any? Um, I feel like you probably didn't because you were just so elated to be pregnant. But you, did you ever feel any type of postpartum depression or anything like that? I had baby blues. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have. I, what I, I was never diagnosed, and I don't think in retrospect I had uh, postpartum depression, but I think I had, you know, the baby blues that a lot of new mothers do um, experience, you know, just being overwhelmed, being a new mother, breastfeeding, um, not sleeping. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, you are our final episode, and you... <laughs> helped us round it out wonderfully so thank you thank you um so yeah that's our i guess you could say that's our last episode guys how how do you guys feel after tonight what another season down 13 episodes in (laughs) congratulations you girls quarantine couldn't stop us Right. No, we got it together. <laughs> we stop, it. stop. It did stop us for a little bit, but we got it together. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so um, we thank you, Patrice, so much. I can't, I can't express how thankful I am for your testimony. And not only that, um, hopefully we'll be partying at your house soon as well. Yeah, rock party. Season two. Yes. Yes. Another season down for our listeners. And I feel like we we rounded it out. I honestly thought that there was going to be like, oh, like just uh, suck mode kind of thing. Um, and that we would need to, you know, do another episode to like kind of like perk everybody out. But like, I feel like this was amazing. Like, I, I mean, I'm like not only incited onto like everything that was going like going on, but like, I feel like like I said, you just handled it with such grace, both of you. Um, and that's the beauty of y'all, of y'all aura. And now it's this aura is <laughs> rounding <laughs> out and closing out our season. And it's just amazing <laughs> through even Zoom. Just seeing this. <laughs> so, uh, what about any of you ladies? Uh, closing remarks for our season, being that this is our last episode. We got very deep. We did. We, we did. did. We did. We did. We it did. touched us a lot this season. Yes, so you'll be seeing more of uh, our guest on here. Um, and yeah, next season, I'm excited. Um, I hope you guys be well in this quarantine season. Yeah. Um, it is coming to an end. And who knows, we'll, we'll maybe, we might just pop back in for you know quick minute, like, hey, what's up? And then... Yeah, go back to whatever our new normal is. <laughs> <laughs> I know for me, I'm just like, oh, God, summer canceled. <laughs> Not going anywhere. Completely. I saw um, a meme that was posted that said the most useless 2019 purchase. And it was a 2020 planner. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on like four of those babies. <laughs> wow. Me too. No, you are. There's <laughs> shade in that. I'm just like, oh, I'm still writing mine. There's nothing going on. What are you writing? <laughs> Appointments. <laughs> working in the Zoom industry. meetings. Oh, that's different. Zoom meetings. Yeah, that's Zoom meetings. You schedule in 2 o'clock, 3.30. <laughs> Made me feel a little bit important. Right? Yes. I literally did pull mine back out. Just like mentally, I needed to write something down in it. Right. <laughs> it's like Ooh. I got to write something down, but I ain't got nothing to write down. So I'm just going to stare at I made it. stuff up. I'm going to just, just write my own call, even though I know what my own call is. Pay <laughs> your phone bill on the 31st. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I do not want to, uh, yeah, no. So, no. Well, with that, guys, we'll see you guys next season. We'll, we'll ask you guys again, because this was a, if I'm not mistaken, this was a fan requested as well. Um, we had already well, planned it, but somebody else requested it too, okay. so. It was like, okay, yeah, we definitely have to do it then. <laughs> right. So um, we'll put the question out again for season three. Um, 
and planning, especially for over the summer. So um, with that, I hope you guys are all well. Be well. Be safe. Um, we love you guys. We'll still we'll still be active on Instagram and Facebook. Shout out to Joy for all these wonderful Facebook posts and Instagram posts. It's been awesome. Um, but yeah, other than that, you'll be seeing us. And um, that's pretty much it. I feel like I hate saying goodbye, but at the same time, it's not really goodbye. It's just it's see you later. We'll see y'all later. We'll, we'll see y'all later after it's the summer season. Out in these streets. Out right. in these streets. Yes. Hopefully this out in the streets once, once outside opens again. I'll go well, we still on timeout, y'all, but we're coming back. We still on timeout. Um, Amber, is there anything for you with this whole uh, your your uh, chaotic cocoa site or anything like that? Yeah, just check me out. Check All my right. website. Subscribe. I got some stuff coming. Yeah. All right. Enjoying her macaroons is coming. Yes. yes. Oh, I saw you make cookies and cream. Yes, yes Joy, yes. I did such. Yeah, I want to know about that. <laughs> they looked amazing, and I was like trying to imagine the taste. Oh, Definitely have to make those again. So, Joy, you need to run that on a cloud, and that's exactly what it was. So, I will definitely making more of those don't worry guys <laughs> i was gonna say there it, i don't think it's up for discussion joy it's, no. it is not a it it's, it's not, not a request it's a it's an affirmation like like i don't think you understand the urgency right now like i will park in front of your house and stay there until you finish making them <laughs> All right. Well, I love you guys all. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next season. We love you guys. We love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you, Patrice. Yes, thank you so Hi, much. Go to the website and shoot us an email at info at misperceptionspod.com. We want to hear your feedback, your prayer requests, and your questions. Keep it funky. For all marketing opportunities and interest in sponsorship, you can contact us at our email as well. You can also keep the conversation going by following us on Facebook or Instagram at MisperceptionsPod, M-I-S-S-P-E-R-C-E-P-T-I-O-N-S-P-O-D, and on Twitter at MP6POD.